So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. That girl is over. And she works her ass off. And when she did the whole, you know, bloodbath deal, she, like, took it to a different level. You're up by 15. You're up by 20. You're pumped. You're talking smack. All of a sudden, you're down by three. Oh, my God. Bro, WWE was in the red. I mean, it was really a desperate time. And, bro, I'll be honest with you. Because it was a desperate time and Vince didn't know where to go or what to do, an unproven like me got an opportunity. Do you know why Vince McMahon did not show up? All right, let's start off with the... Bro, my God, moment of the week. See, this week we're going to talk about the forbidden door, ladies and gentlemen, the forbidden door. That is a big thing going on with AEW, bringing in people from uh, working with New Japan and uh, several other things, former ROH people there, Jay Lethal being signed to AEW now. On the same forbidden door topic, there was a major announcement of former multi-time WWE Women's Champion Mickey James appearing in the Royal Rumble, who is currently the Impact Women's Champion, the Impact Knockoffs Champion. Very surprising thing there. It seems like WWE is trying to pad uh, this this Women's Royal Rumble because you know <laughs> they really don't have 30 uh, female superstars to work with because people are either hurt or released. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with Vince tonight. Do you think the WWE is open to work with other promotions because of this big announcement? Uh, Pat McAfee even announced that she is the Impact World Champion. Even announced Impact the Impact Wrestling promotion on SmackDown. What do you think this means, Vince? Either this is this a um, way to just bring in legends? Do we see uh, some type of people working, or ultimately does this just look make WWE look good for the Royal Rumble? I I I think it makes them look good for the Royal Rumble, Chris. I I don't see them, you know, conducting business this way going forward, bro. We also have to remember the plastic bag fiasco. Yeah. Uh, and, and, bro, you, you don't do that to a Mickey James. I mean, bro, a- anybody who has ever worked with Mickey loves Mickey. Uh, and, and, and that was just a really bad thing for them to do. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think this kind of makes up for it. And, you know, they, they're doing Impact a favor by, you know, promoting her as the Impact Women's Champion. But let's face it, Chris, what, what, what are they drawing? 50,000 viewers. I mean, that's that's not going to hurt the WWE uh, as all. So I think it makes their rumble stronger, and I think they make up to uh, Mickey James a little bit the way she was released. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Before I get to you, Paige, I'm thinking, um, you know, kind of kind of make amends or create some type of bridge from the plastic bag fiasco, which uh, I believe they found out it was uh, semen, right? It was, it was the one who uh, who did that, uh, who had something to do with that, which I think uh, Triple H let him go. Um, Cannon Seaman, uh, I believe, or whatever his name is. Um, so the thing is with with that, <clears throat> Paige, ultimately, Mickey James decided to go back and work with WWE after the plastic bag fiasco. What do you think about this, man? Well, for starters, I think she cut a hell of a promo. Yeah, I thought mm -hmm. she did a hell of a job on that. Um, I think James is amazing talent, and she's one of the girls who've been able to, you know, run it for a long time, man. You don't normally get the yeah. run like that. And um, I think this is a way I, – I, I just remember back when, you know, Jake was going in the Hall of Fame, and then they brought me in to announce him with, you know, I thought that was a no-brainer. I literally thought, of course, I'm going to induct Jake. And then they called me and uh, and said, "We're going to good news. We're going to have you induct Jake." And I was just thinking, "Oh yes, yeah, their TV." <laughs> so mm -hmm. they place things out there before they bring him in. So I think, you know, I think it's another thing to help Mickey because uh, she's a Hall of Famer, you know. And I yeah. think it's a of you know bringing her back. She gets that push, and uh, she'll get a hell pop. And she'll go out there and drop some girls, and you know, most likely she'll be gone at some point. But who knows? Um, yeah. But I way of just bringing her back into the fold, and you know, as they, as you know, it's always a surprise. But unless you, if like, if they would have brought Jake in around the time that we were, uh, you know, taking him through the accountability crib, and he was on yeah. his company, if they'd have brought him, they would have been smart to, you know, announce him. And that was when they actually went around there. So, you know, look what they did with Jake, you know. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think I yeah. think just the way you get in the whole Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's interesting as far as Mickey James. You know, this kind of can be an on-ramp to inducting, inducting Mickey James to all the fame. What, Vince, what do you think about WWE possibly working with other promotions uh, as far as, uh, like you said, Impact, there's is, is a smaller amount of numbers. But, you know, Impact is making some steam. you got some, you know, uh, people that uh, was there before, like uh, Cass, is W. Morrissey, he's in the main event scene right now. Jonah was there, uh, uh, who used to be in NXT, was real big. He's there. Uh, Matt Cardona is there, you know. What I mean, so they they've got some some big names. There's even rumors that William Regal might get offered a position in uh, Impact Wrestling. Do you think that'll be a good grab for Impact? Page. No, that's, that's for you, Vince. Oh uh, yeah, no, definitely, bro. I, ab yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the yeah. I mean, bro, the guy has so much wisdom, knowledge, and experience. Paige could tell you, man. Paige working on for a long time, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Now, do you think uh, the face? Do you think that he should go to Impact or uh, NWA? Do you think there's any more wrestling life in William Regal, or do you think he just stays the backstage role of GM? He's he's got a great mind, and he, he like I will never forget him bringing me over 
when uh, Brian Danielson, back when he was Daniel Bryan in WWE, mm -hmm. he just come in and he wanted me to meet him. And he said, this kid right here is going to be one of the biggest stars in the company. And I didn't, you know, I'd never even really, I'd heard about his independence, you know, and a lot of people where he was respected. But Steve is like, that's the guy who really knows the business on all levels. So whoever got a chance to get him, you know, he's, you got to keep working and making money, you know. So I think whoever gets him, it's a, you know, it's, it's great for them. Um, yeah. So the ratings, the way they are right now, even though the WWE is a, bazillion dollar company and everything they're they're making tons of money even though they're not drawn they're still because you know the must-see tv element so i think that it would be really you know uh you know smart to because it's when we did it and it was a work with hall and nash and hulk you know did his thing uh it looked like to regular people they thought oh my god they're, they're co-promoting stuff. If they did mm -hmm. something with, you know, even AEW, if they did something with, you know, I think that bringing someone like Kazin, you know, you know, you bring William Morrissey in, man, and mm -hmm. he walked down the crew crowd and walked over that way and started choke slamming dudes. Poof, yeah. You know, yeah, that, that would be interesting. Impact. <laughs> yeah. Unintended. But, you Unintended. know. Yeah, and he's an entirely different person now than when he was in WWE. I mean, he looks like he's jacked now. You know, he looks he looks fantastic now uh, compared to what he did in WWE. He's really got himself together and really uh, turned a new leaf on his not his not only his career but his life. You know, as far as uh, you know, just staying disciplined with his with his routine. Uh, so I think him coming to the WWE. Talk about a forbidden door. I think he'd be a, a good grab for them to yeah. work with. Just even that co-promotion because it sounds, and only because WWE, you know, they're a very rich company, but their ratings, not so great. So something like right. that, that sparks wrestling, man. That sparks, yeah. you know, yeah. people talking. Oh, wait a minute, I got to turn that in. You don't know mm -hmm. what's, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go. Let's let's go brawling down memory lane for a second, fellas. So, with this cross branding, let's go back to the '90s with WWE versus WCW. That was the pinnacle of pro, pro wrestling view, viewing at that time. Yes, there were other promotions, but WWE, WCW, were the two premier brands, and they were. Battling it out against each other, doing their money out of wars from 1995 to 2001. There's a lot of potential dream matches that could have gotten, that could have came from those two brands working with each other. Could have had a Goldberg versus Austin. You could have had a Sting versus The Undertaker, which could have happened still, but they never uh, really crossed paths, even when they both went to WWE. And you could have had a DDP versus the rock the battle of the people champions we'll start with you Paige. do you think that vince mcmahon would have been open to work with eric bischoff back then not a chance okay. <laughs> not, not, not a chance especially 
you know, what, what, what Bish was spewing, man. I mean, he, Eric Bischoff is the first guy in power to let Kevin Nash pick him up and, you know, freaking hit powerbomb him through the stage. Yeah. Vince had never done any of that. But after that, it followed because he saw Mm. the impact of it. And, you know, Bischoff just going out, I'll never forget of that night, challenging Vince McMahon to a real brawl. Not long after that, Triple H came with his crew and the tank and all that. I don't know who came up with that, Vince, but that that was fun genius. That was like, oh, you want you want to fight? We'll bring it to you in this tank. And those guys had so much fun with that. And that's what the people could feel. You know, and I think that's a, a big thing that swayed it. Like when we were kicking ass. We were having fun, man. But it's just like a basketball game. You're up by 15. You're up by 20. You're pumped. You're talking smack. All of a sudden, you're down by three. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince, that was your call for that segment, right? Yeah. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Paige, I'm going to disagree with you on this one, and I'll tell you why, Chris. Chris, I don't think people really know prior to the Attitude Era Bro, WWE was in the red. I mean, it was really a desperate time. And, bro, I'll be honest with you, because it was a desperate time and Vince didn't know where to go or what to do, an unproven like me got an opportunity. Bro, I would have never got the opportunity, but, bro, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. So I think if Vince was in that same position, and Eric was doing the business he was doing, you know, with WCW, I think Vince would have hitched his wagons in a heartbeat. Because, bro, th- th- there, w- there was some desperation during that time. A lot of people don't realize, man. No, I yeah. really, I, but if that was so, he had the challenge. All he had to do was say, listen, you pipsqueak, I'll meet you out there. I'll do you know right- what, pa- Paige, Paige, right hand to God, do you know why Vince McMahon did not show up? No, I have no idea. Bro, I swear to God, Paige, me and Vince are sitting at Vince- Vince's living room table. Eric throws this challenge out. Vince is pissed. Forget TV, forget all that bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Now you've challenged me as a man. I get it. Do you know what was the only thing that kept him from getting on a plane and going to that show? No idea. Stephanie McMahon graduated Boston College that day. Oh. But after that, after that state, Vince could have gone on and called him out. But he 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 probably should have. But, but bro, he, he... he, he was he was ready to go, Chris. If I'm telling you, if if Stephanie's graduation was not that day, that lunatic would have showed up at that building. And he would have wow. been right for great time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. On both sides, the numbers would have jumped by one or two easy. Because then yeah, absolutely. Have, you know, but you know, when it comes down to it. We did have the huge opportunity 
to do people's champion versus people's champion. And you didn't see that happen. And I pitched it, you know, mm -hmm. so it wasn't, I, I knew it two years before I was going to go there. That's what mm -hmm. it had to be. But that would have put a phenomenal WWE guy against a phenomenal w WCW guy. And we would have soared. But yeah. we couldn't do that because it was not the time you know, to lift yeah. anybody up at WCW. There was too much heat. And I yeah. didn't realize it. You know, I didn't realize it till I was in it. And then I was like, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in, in that same vein when the, the 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 tank the DX tank came in that segment. You know, as far as I know, now both y'all worked with them. Um, Kevin Nash actually wanted the, the you know the 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 door to stay open. It was a Bischoff call to close the the door, right? To, to, to close the entry door. And so, what do you think? And I, I know that I've, I've interviewed and talked to Bischoff half a dozen times at least, and he's made it very clear that, man, you know, like, maybe I should have at that moment, you know, I mean, I, I didn't want to call, stir up anything, but maybe in that moment, I should have kept the door open because at the end of the day, and I'll let you, uh, your thoughts on this page first, at the end of the day, it would have been DX on Nitro. It would have it would have just boosted out the segment right there. What do you think, Paige? You think you think he should have kept the door open? You know, I never realized that it happened till after it already had happened, and it, you know, then I heard about it. I had yeah. no idea that that had happened, and yeah, would have been amazing coming in. You know, because that it's kind of like you climbing over the railing and getting in the ring. Yep. There's a lot of guys yep. that would not appreciated that, man. And, yeah. who knows, you know, who knows how it would have went down? Because it's kind of like when Scott Hall showed up and Enos had no idea. Enos mm. was in the ring. God, who was he in the ring? I can't remember who was in the ring uh, with. Uh, oh, man. I, I, yeah, I think I remember who it was, but I, I forgot. I forgot it, man. Yeah. I, what the uh, was it done? Was it done? Uh, done from Well Done? What's his What's his name? Oh, I think it was one of the Duns from from Well Done. That was a. Uh, I'll, I'll find out. But. I stopped. Yeah. Scott grabs the mic and starts cutting the promo. No one knows this is this is happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guys <laughs> who were Bischoff, Sullivan, um. I don't know much after Bischoff and Sullivan. I knew because it got set up in my driveway drinking beers. The whole <laughs> end of the started there. Never thinking it's going to be what it is, you know. Not but that impact of Scott showing up, you know, and that's how it should be done, no matter what. You know, something yeah. something like this with Mickey James, I think, is great because it's the Rumble and. It's going to get a hell of a pop, you know. Yeah. And like I said, I think it sets her up for a Hall of Fame that down the line.
Yeah, it was Steve Dahl. I was I was right. He was Steve Dunn as well done. Oh, and, right. uh, he was a, he was in a match against uh, Mike Enos. He was the mauler at the time. Uh, right. Yeah, he was. Uh, but you know what, Chris? I'll tell you what. You know, Eric. Eric's always thinking business. I, I mean, he always is. And bro, I'm going to tell you something. In my opinion, he absolutely made the right call because, bro. You would have had so many lawsuits because, bro, you're talking about television rights. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now you're going to have WWE properties mm -hmm. on WC. Bro, there would have been so many lawsuits going on back and forth. <laughs> and, 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 and at the end of the day, I think closing that door was probably the right thing to do from a business uh, standpoint. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I can see both ends as far as just trying to get that quick pop, trying to get that quick pop in the ratings, but then the legal stuff, you know, yep. it's like, I really don't have a choice. So let's you close know, it up. Go ahead, go ahead, Paige. Also, have to understand that the reason why things happened the way they did was because Vince McMahon is a wrestling company. And it's all about the WWE. All the time with every person, Vince can testify to that. But WCW, yep. we were a wrestling company that was owned by a television company that didn't respect who we were. And now mm -hmm. they've got wrestling on TBS and TNT 20 years later. For a quarter of what the ratings, because that's what the plot, you know, the, you know, today with all the streaming and everything, it's not like, like that must see TV, you know, yeah. if we ever could have got TNT to show the NBA and these different top shows and people from WCW, like they do AEW, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, it, they treat it the way Fox treats it when WWE, you know, has, you know, every every main star up there, along with the biggest movies in the world and NFL, you know, mm -hmm. like right yeah. there on the level that and they yeah. never had that when, when yeah. we had Ted Turner, it didn't matter. But when Ted Turner got moved to the left and sent out the pasture, man. Yeah, yeah. good points there, Paige. All right, let's close it up with the low bro to close up the show tonight. So, in this same vein, I'm going to hire the both of you as uh, recruiters, as talent scouts for WWE. You have a chance. If there's, if there's uh, two people, if there's both brands working with each other, we're having a talent exchange. Both of you have the opportunity to choose three current talents from AEW to come over to WWE. We'll start with you, Vince Russo. Who would they be? Bro, I, th I think it's easy for me. Um, uh, Wardlow and, and supposedly, you know, they're, they're looking they're at him. Yeah. MJF, who everybody would say. And, bro, you know... They could market the crap out of Darby Allen, bro. They they would make so much money off of his merch. The kids would love him. It would make WWE a little cool again. It would be those three guys for me without even thinking about it. 
I like that. Well, Safe. Who we got? Close. And those are three great choices. My top pick, no matter what, is MJF because he's been my boy all the way through. I just watched that promo again with him and Punk, which went the 19-minute promo it, on both sides, Punk and him. It was so money. Like, MJF is one of the only true heels in yes. the business. And he would be my number one pick. My number two pick would be Britt Baker because yes. that girl is over. And she works her ass off. And when she did the whole, you know, bloodbath deal, she, like, took it to a different level. And then the guy I bring in is Cody Rhodes, who okay. never had the opportunity, can talk as good or better than anybody in the business, and I think he would be monster money there now. Because he proved right. he proved what, what he had to prove. And, uh, yeah. and he did it in a big way. And it yeah. would be brilliant of them to, you know, MJF and Britt and him. But I love Wardlow, too. That kid's a great talent. And uh, he fits right into that whole, you know, situation. And Darby, again, he's my boy, man. I mean, that kid, a lot like Rey Mysterio, only completely different. You know, yeah. but that same markability, like having the machine behind a talent like Darby Allen. Oh, forget about yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. So my, my three choices would be number one, I think it's pretty unanimous, MJF for sure. I, I think MJF is absolute money. You you hit it spot on, DVP. I say, I, I say this all the time. I love true heels. True heels make good heels make good baby faces, period. You know, when I did a media interview with Sting uh, and Flair and, and uh, JR a few years back, um, you know, I asked, I asked him that question, you know, as far as what do you think about this kind of gray area? Do you still appreciate the art of the true baby faces and true heels? And Sting said, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, if it wasn't for people like Flair, if it wasn't for people like Rick Rude, I wouldn't be the Sting I am today. And I appreciate him saying that because people like MJF, still appreciates that art to eventually you're you're drawing all this heat to put people over you know like brian pillman jr for instance you know he's kind of middle of the card guy you know i mean booked in AEW right now with with his with uh, uh griff garrison as a as the varsity boss tag team but mjf is so over and his promo is so scathing he was able for a few weeks to make Brian Pillman Jr. a main event talent. Yeah. Only because of cutting promos. And that just goes to show what a heel should do. And I love that it made MJF. And he really could build up and make baby faces because WWE is in such a deficit of baby faces right now. MJF would be that guy. I think Warlow's there too. I would I would I think it makes sense of why WWE's eyeing him. Just a heck of a talent, uh, super uh, cool physique. He would need a stick man. I think he would need some type of manager to, to back him up. 
I think they, like an L.A. Knights may work with him because I think L.A. Knights were still one of the best Mike guys in all of professional wrestling, and I like him as that manager role. My third one would be Hangman Page just because of the momentum that he has right now. That's I, think Hangman, I think Hangman is money. I, I love, like, my thing is entrances. I think that that is such a crucial part of someone's character, and I always – Say the WrestleMania test. Can you have like that big grand entrance at WrestleMania? Is your theme song and your entrance that WrestleMania worthy? And I think Hangman's theme song is one of the best in the business right now. It feels regal. It feels cavalier. It feels like 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 a star. And I think I think he has that potential. And I I, I like Adam Page. I think he has potential. Um, when they were first putting all this together, he said, that's our guy. Like yeah. he said that way before anybody did. And then when he started to come out, he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. so he backed him down a couple notches, but yeah. it never changed that. What, what, what Cody and I talked about, like, he's like, this, this, this kid can do so much, you know, yeah. he got to really, you know, work with not work with him but be a part of that group in japan so he got to see yeah. something him do and he's great athlete and good looking kid and uh you know he's got a great last name uh <laughs> <laughs> very nice that's your nephew dallas that's your nephew i think one of these days you're gonna uh, uh spill the beans that he's your nephew basically. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let them know about the. Let them know about the. Go ahead, Pace. Go ahead. A much better worker, though. He's, he's, he's <laughs> but but, but you, have got the brains, though. You've got the brains. He's he's still he's still learning, and you've got the brains to teach him. So absolutely. All right, Pace. Uh, you've got some projects. You've got a, a movie coming out. You've got a podcast. Man, you're a busy man. Dude, I'm like blown away by the response we've gotten from uh, DDP Snake Pit. And mm -hmm. what's really cool um, is next week, when we launch our next one, we're going to start talking about heels and uh, just what we think of it. And it's not the same, it's not the show, it's just like a quarter of the show. It's just something we just wanted to throw in there to put some light on that. And uh, mm -hmm. Conrad's really great to have in there because he's always on that computer and, you know, he, he just pulls up stuff that, like, I had no idea of. Like, one of the hottest shows right now is Yellowstone, right? And that has, that had an 80, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, 80 or 86 rating. Heels had a 96. That's like, I was like, what? You know, uh, each week we're going to say a little bit about it. They're not paying me to do it. It's something I wanted to do because I hadn't seen anybody doing it. And I'm always mm -hmm. trying to find something that sets the show apart. And I love the, uh, my favorite is the YouTube because we get to see me and Jake and the cat, the shit, the stuff that happens between us while we're there. And, uh, and just all the, you know, the shots of video shots and pictures and stuff. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. Right. Nice. nice. That's DDP Snake Pick. Check out the podcast. You know, one of the best, two of the best storytellers in all of professional wrestling, DDP and Jake the Snake Roberts. Vince Russo, 
you have an all-star lineup of podcasts, former and current wrestling stars on the brand. Let them know where to find them, man. Yeah, guys, just go to uh, russosbrand.com. That'll send you everywhere you need to go. But, yeah, bro, we got about 15, 20 podcasts. I was I was on with the great Stevie Ray today, man. I could I could talk to Stevie Ray, you know, all day long. But so many guys. I was talking to Al Snow this morning, Stevie Ray this afternoon, bro. So life is good. But just go to russosbrand.com. Nice, nice. Follow me. At Chris Prolific, there you go right there. Follow me at Chris Prolific for everything Dr. Chris Featherstone related. And if you, uh, I'm not having, having people asking me psychology therapy questions. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting more of an onslaught of messages about about therapy. And uh, you know, I love what I do, so I'm thankful to do that. I might start charging people though, because I charge a lot of money for what I do. So, ladies and gentlemen, he is Diamond Dallas Page. He is Vince Russo. They are former WCW <laughs> World Heavyweight Champions. And don't you ever forget about it. This yeah. is the bro show. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah. See you, boys. See ya. <laughs>